This is Wrestling is for Girls, a weekly wrestling podcast that's more color commentary than play-by-play. Each week, we dig into Raw, SmackDown, recent pay-per-views, and wrestling news, plus all the random stuff we can't wait to talk about with each other and you. You can find older episodes on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, and of course, you can follow us on Twitter at WIFGirlsPod. As always, I am joined by my lovely co-host, Abigail. It is... Our first episode of 2023. Happy New Year, Abigail. Happy New Year, Jillian. Thank you. Are you ready to talk about some wrestling? I am really, really, really ready to talk about some wrestling. Let's do it. I'm very excited. Why don't we start with SmackDown? As is our tradition. As is our tradition. And SmackDown came out swinging. It sure did. We, uh... Had Bray Wyatt's entrance, and it came to help us ring in the new year, because it's so fucking long that by the time he gets to the ring, <laughs> it's 2023. I mean, it's a bold choice to start the show with a 20-minute entrance. <laughs> it's a bold choice. It really is. I saw a sign in the crowd, like, side note, that, like, kind of blew my mind. It said, I swear this is what I said, <laughs> bring back at home with Amy Sedaris. Like I mean, some, all right, yeah. Somebody went to SmackDown <laughs> with like a definite agenda, and they were like, "Damn it, I'm advocating for Amy Sedaris." You know, uh, the world is the town square, and we all have a right, you know, nay, a duty to advocate for what we believe in. <laughs> that person believes in at home with Amy Sedaris. I didn't. I've never heard of it. I like Amy Sedaris. I've never heard of at home. So, I mean, the idea of a crossover interest between professional wrestling. And like Amy Sedaris's baking and home decorating show is just like, wow. I love oh my it. God. She could like go to wrestlers houses and yes. like bake with them and talk uh-huh. about some like home decorating tips. That would be amazing. Put up the tree. Yeah. Why doesn't she have a show on HGTV? Was that show on HGTV? I don't know. I don't know much about it. To be I'd honest. watch Amy Sedaris all day long. Yeah. I think that'd be pretty great. So uh, Bray is talking. And I realized uh, one thing is that your impersonation of Bray Wyatt <laughs> is pretty fucking spot on. It's much better than he said it was, man. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> so good. I was just giggling so hard watching because I was like, it's like I'm listening to Abigail. Um, so Bray admitted to attacking a cameraman in cold blood. <laughs> he's like i apologize for attacking the cameraman it's like because it was too much wrestling and i regret introducing anything that got people excited for wrestling that was the wrong (laughs) thing for me to have done at this juncture i'm not supposed Uh, to do any wrestling at this point we are the talking phase also the in cold blood part just destroyed me (laughs) like what are you talking about it was too much (laughs) i loved it (laughs) and then of course our best friend ellie knight shows up and I mean, like, full of unwarranted confidence. Lord, give me the confidence of a mediocre white man. I know. Who wears, like, a pleather vest with their name on it. I think he, Once again, he was like, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the way he is. That's his essence. I really like that LA Knight is out there talking about how he gamed Bray Wyatt. And it's like, <laughs> dude, 
Dude, you've spent 75% of the last two months under a stack of folding chairs and crowd control <laughs> barriers. You have not gamed anybody. I don't know. Was he referring to like how he escaped from captivity? Because we still don't know what that was all about. So like, Dude, sir, that's true. He probably share our like- Houdini tricks. Share your Houdini <laughs> tricks with us, please. <laughs> I'm dying to know. Binding, <laughs> crawling out of a like, vent. He was in a water tank upside down in a straitjacket with chains and somehow he freed himself. It was basically like all of Saw 3 is what he went through. <laughs> there was it. a moment when he was talking, I swear, I thought he was going to like end up kidnapped again and like <laughs> once again stuck in a room. Like I didn't real like the the vignette, whatever you want to call it, progressed in a way that I was not expecting. Yes. Yeah, they're keeping it fresh. I never know what's going to happen. They are. Uh, Uncle Howdy shows up once again mm-hmm. and actually does shit. I know. Like, he's real. He's tactile. And, you know, the more real he gets, the less of a grip Bray has on reality. That's true. I had I wrote down some possibilities for who I think slash hope slash guessing I want at who Uncle this. Howdy might be. Tell me. Tell me everything. Okay. First, I've said it before, Bo Dallas. I really want yes. it to be Bo Dallas. It's like kind of perfect Odds because I feel like they're kind of a package deal. Right. Um, dreams, maybe Matt Hardy. Ooh, you know, that seems like a gimmick that Matt Hardy would love the shit out of, but he is busy in AEW, so. Oh, God damn it. You're right. Sorry. Sorry. I mean, they could call him Uncle Hardy. It'd be amazing. <laughs> You misunderstood, man. It was never Uncle Howdy. You missed the memo, man. (laughs) We're playing a game of telephone, man. Um, Okay, damn, that stinks. Okay, you think I'd pay more attention to what's happening in the world of wrestling. Um, uh, When I first saw him come out, I thought maybe for a hot second it would be Alexa Bliss, but then as he got closer to the ring, I could see he was much larger than Alexa Bliss. I was like, okay, Alexa Bliss is out. Well, we did discuss him being three Alexa Blisses stacked with trench <laughs> coats. So <laughs> it's true. And then my final one was based on what you were discussing in our holiday episode last week, which is CM Punk. Ooh, I kind of like that. I like that a lot. So I don't know. I I feel like Bo Dallas is the most likely culprit, but not the most interesting. <laughs> I hope that he. When he's revealed, he just has like a shirt that says like clap for howdy or something. And then he just runs around the ring getting the cheers of the audience going again. I loved that bit. Yeah, I really dig that. So I've been trying to convince my husband that uh, he's the under. Why I've been trying to convince my husband that he is the undertaker. (laughs) I've been trying to Please try to convince your husband that he's the it's the weirdest case of gaslighting psychologists I've ever seen. I've been trying to convince my husband that Uncle Howdy <laughs> is the Undertaker. And he's like, you oh are the dumbest bitch I have ever met. And I don't know why I married you. And I'm like, all that aside, you're right, sir. But guess what? I'm right, too. Um, that that would be is, incredible. That theory is not popular in our house except with me. So I feel like you don't hear his knees creaking, though. So that <laughs> like eliminates him immediately. Well, I think there's another thing, too, like. It would take so much longer for him to get to the ring if he was the Undertaker. <laughs> I mean, we're talking like the whole segment would be like 90 minutes. And Bray would just stand there in awe like, how do you do it, man? Man, it's like watching slow motion. <laughs> like tactile slow motion. You're an icon. 
I feel like my Bray Wyatt's going to slip into George W. Bush. Bray Wyatt has never done anything to deserve that. Strategic. Um, all of this transitions into an upcoming match, which I believe is going to be at Royal Rumble. That's my understanding as well. Yes. A pitch black match sponsored <laughs> by the most obvious wrestling sponsor of all, probably Mountain Dew. I mean, I love <laughs> that they have this high concept feud that is actually a feud between Bray Wyatt and what may or may not be his alter ego brought to life or a cult leader or whatever and then also this other dude who got involved in it and it's like all about psychology and internal darkness but it's sponsored by pop <laughs> like what on earth is going on in the house of commons I, I feel not. like it's like also pop that's like wildly popular among teenage boys who drink straight from the fucking two liter. <laughs> Do you know anything about Mountain Dew Pitch Black? I don't. I I really want to try it now, so I guess it fucking works. Like All right, I didn't look see. it up or anything. I'm wondering if it's like a berry flavored drink, so they make it like a really dark color, or if it's just like Pepsi repackaged. It's elderberry flavor. Oh, okay. Nope, that's I would Mountain try. Dew Violet. That's something oh, else. Oh, Mountain Dew has like 75 flavors. It's insane. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And my is question like... is, I've never tried a flavored Mountain Dew, like aside from original Mountain Dew. Really? No and code I'm... red? No, I've never tried it. So is it yeah. like they all taste like Mountain Dew plus a flavor or is it just like a totally different flavor? In my experience, code red tastes like... If there was a flavor of your kidney shutting down and crying for help, that's what Code Red tastes like. It's like vaguely cherry, I think. Okay. It's. I mean, I think all Mountain Dews are extremely bad, but that's just me. I'm. I haven't really enjoyed Mountain Dew since I was a teenager, drinking straight out of a two liter. So. <laughs> did you find anything about what Pitch Black is? No, I did. I mean, I did a very cursory search, but I did not come up with much. Okay. Well. Listeners, stay tuned <laughs> as this ri- riveting content unfolds. I don't know. I mean, I'm just hoping that the match will straight up be in the dark. That's <laughs> my hope, too. Yes, with, like, weird blacklight. And- yeah, maybe there'll be blacklight, like, blacklight bowling. So, like, mm. their shoes will glow. <laughs> yes. Maybe random things they beat each other with will glow. I love that. I love Mustard that stains on shirts. Ooh. I mean... Sins are revealed under the black light. It's true. It's true. I just, I imagine it's going to be like a Halloween haunted house. Oh, and they man. just kind of fight their way through it. Okay. I like that idea. That's my, because I mean, Bray's had these sort of like not in the ring high concept matches before. So, okay. He had one with Randy Orton. It was like a house of horrors or something, I think. Oh, I vaguely remember that. Yeah. And I, I'm trying to, I think he might have had another one too, but I can't remember because I'm, a bad fan but so usually correct me if i'm wrong but usually this means then i mean does a does having like a separate match outside the rumble usually indicate that those people won't be in the rumble so i feel like I th- sometimes typically yeah i think that you generally don't see those people in the rumble but you i mean there have been things where like person a fights person b for the title and person b loses it so they show up in the rumble okay 
you know, unexpectedly, like they'll beat somebody up and take their spot, which I, I don't understand how that would work in the real world, but it's not for me to understand. <laughs> don't try no. to impose logic. No, just let it go. So like, I mean, things can happen. Who knows? Right. Yeah. Obviously, okay. like L.A. Knight is going to be under like some folding tables and some lampshades and like maybe, I don't know, just, you know, heaps of office supplies and he won't be able to do that. But they'll all be glowing. Yes, they'll all be glowing. I'm really excited for this match. You, I mean, I'm already getting what I wished for on our I know. holiday episode. Like, I'm getting the gimmick match. Like, give me the dumb gimmick match. And this so- sounds delicious. We spoke our will to the universe, and the universe responded in the affirmative, man. Yeah, we both wished for more gimmick matches. So mm-hmm. here we are. Thank you, universe. Also, um, I just I want to know that this match had some of the best lines of the week for me in terms okay. of um, LA Knight at one point said, when I break your ass like dishes, <laughs> I remember that. LA so Knight weird. is so bad at insults. It's so- <laughs> and it reminds me of, do you remember that commercial where everybody was swearing, but not and it, like the, the French toast, right? you lint liquor. <laughs> like, I mean, he's like two steps away from that. Yes. And then later in the match, Bray Wyatt said, you little idiot. <laughs> I really enjoyed that. And I, was like, I love I, just I, the I like simple this. insults. <laughs> yes. He's like, he's trying to teach LA Knight how to do it right. Start with the basics. Yeah. You don't, you have, don't have to have get to too flowery. It. No. Nope. So, yeah. I, I mean, I started out as a little bit of a detractor of all this. And I got to say, I'm on board now. I love it. I can't wait to see how this ends up. Same. And then to say, like, what's the outcome of this? Like, I mean, I'm sure we'll do a um, prediction show, right? Well, mm-hmm. in one of our shows, we'll have our predictions the week before Royal Rumble. But I don't know what will happen after this. Like, this doesn't seem like it ends here to me. I don't know. I mean, maybe if L.A. Knight loses, maybe he joins the Wyatt family. Maybe. Maybe Bray works his mojo on him and is like, zap, man. You're one of us now, man. And he's like, let me talk to you, man. <laughs> let me talk to you about the Wyatt family, man. <laughs> well, after that hilarity, we got into a more violent situation with Seamus and Solo Sokoa. Yeah. And interestingly, during this match... Oh, was it Wade? I can't remember if Wade said it, but they mentioned that Seamus wants the Intercontinental Championship. Yeah, and Seamus posted a little bit of, like, poetry on his Instagram to that effect. Ooh, do tell. Do you want me to look it up? Let me look it up. Please. Entertain our guests while I'm doing this. <laughs> um, Well, I just thought it was really interesting because, like, I don't know that you often get a ton of foreshadowing like that where they're going to talk about that stuff. So I was right. like, ooh, make note. So uh, three days ago on the gram, Seamus posted, heed my words, a warrior's pledge to thee, dot, dot, dot. From this Irishman's soul, a clear path I can see, dot, dot, dot. (laughs) The time and the place (laughs) on the grandest stage, I guarantee, dot, dot, dot. In 2023, I take the IC. Fella. Fella. Wow. Okay. Now, points for effort, points for yeah. creativity. Yep. 
Good job, Seamus. Shamo. Well done. Well done, buddy. Big Shamo. Uh, Seamus got beaten up pretty badly. <laughs> right. Like, the poetry was better than the beatdown, I think. You know, the beatdown was painful. Yeah. Samoan Spike did him in. Yep. Yep. And then, who comes to Seamus's aid but my countryman, Drew. Drew! It was Drew McIntyre. And, uh, you know, he is a friend to the end. He is a friend of the end, and he helps save Seamus from getting his head cut off by a folding chair incident. Right, which is, I think, a net positive. I get really scared when they do this. Like, It freaks me out, too. I know that it's obviously designed so that it will not decapitate them, but like, it's still going to be awful when you slam into them and the metal then slams into their head. Like, It's like, do you want a fractured hyoid bone? Because this is how you get a <laughs> fractured hyoid bone, okay? Okay. <laughs> so scary. It was very stressful, but uh, I'm excited to see where this uh, journey of intercontinental championshipness takes Sheamus. Yeah, I you know it's interesting because he's on a couple journeys right now, right? He and Drew are journeying towards the tag titles, maybe mm-hmm. more on that later, obviously. And then you know he's on this IC title. What if he is trying to? Uh, do you remember a long time ago he had that sort of network of European dudes? There was a name for it. I don't remember what they called themselves, but it involved Wade Barrett, and it might have involved Drew. I don't remember this. It was a while ago. Okay. Maybe he's trying to get something like that going again, but with faces. Network of European dudes. <laughs> Sounds amazing. It okay. was called Euroclash. That would be incredible. There's two possibilities here. One, that I'm going to remember the name of what this is at like 2 o'clock this morning. It just wakes me up from a dead sleep. Mm-hmm. The other possibility is that this is something I invented. <laughs> it's a I like both fantasy. possibilities. Right. They're both good. I'm okay with either. That sounds amazing. Did you want to mention anything else about this match? No, I had a good time. It's nice to see Solo Sokoa have a match and not just sort of enforce. Yeah, I agree. Like, let's get the street champ out here more often. I really enjoy him. So I do too. And I guess the only other thing was I wonder... What Roman wants to talk privately with Sammy about. Oh, I mean, I don't know. <sighs> I mean, obviously at this point it's their match, but I'm like, are you just like dividing and conquering them all? So like you're always in charge and he just gives me the willies sometimes. I know he's a bad leader. We've talked about it again and again. Yeah, he is. It's gonna it's gonna come crashing down on him if my predictions are correct. The uh, tribal chief may be daddy, but he is not real great at people management. Oh, he's not, he might be daddy, but he is not a father. (laughs) Um, Well, this leads us to the SmackDown Women's Championship match between Raquel Rodriguez and Ronda Rousey. Very exciting. Um, Raquel's still sporting her sad little pained elbow. I know. Hmm. Ronda's still doing a bad job at selling. I also, like... I thought that it looked like Rhonda was wearing a sexy Halloween lab coat costume. <laughs> and then <laughs> my husband was like, that's a gi. And I was like, okay, so it's like a sexy martial arts Halloween costume. I, and I realized like she's a judo person. Like she certainly yeah. has her own gi. But I was just like, I'm confused. Well, yeah, when she first started walking in, I was like, is she wearing like a Seth Rollins kind of like fancy jacket situation? I couldn't tell it was a gi until she got in the ring and then I could see like the belt. 
And I was like, oh, my God. And I, I think she needs to wear it with the proper respect, which is how Dalton wears it in Roadhouse, tucked in like a weird dress shirt. Well, and also, like, why does she have a white belt? I don't know. I don't know what that means. I don't know what any of the belts mean. Is there, like, a whiter belt? Like, so, like, black belt's supposed to be the Ultimo, right? So, like, is there a color that's, like so white it outwhites the white belt and that's like even better than the black belt i don't maybe understand. she's transcended maybe i don't know uh ultimately i mean this match i feel like ronda's matches are always kind of brutal yeah. um i do like I've said this before, but I really like her ability to like spider monkey her way out of certain holds. I think that's really yes. interesting to watch. I think that's a real strength of hers. It's so cool how she does that. Yeah. But ultimately Raquel tapped out because she fucked up her arm too much. Yes. And I was really hoping this match would be the end of Ronda Rousey for a while. And then... Lo and behold. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Uh, she's back. She's back. Charlotte is back. She showed up early. I thought I thought it might be a Royal Rumble situation. I thought she'd be in the Rumble, but she was like, I heard your pleas. I heard your she cries. Did. And I'm here for you, ladies. I loved how much people like lost their goddamn minds when she ended up winning. I know. The championship. So Ronda doesn't have the championship anymore. Hallelujah. It's good. It's good for me. It's a win for me. Yes. Charlotte's win is a win for all of us. And it was like, it was a series of wins, right? Like, she came back and she saved us from Rhonda cutting another promo. Really oh, great. God. Yes. Um, you know, she was wearing those insane shorts. Her <laughs> bottoms were nuts. And I was like, this is this is so you, Charlotte. I, I fucking love this for you. Then she got Rhonda to say, I'm feeling spicy. Oh, my God. I didn't hear that part. Yeah. She said she wanted to fight then because she was feeling spicy. Oh, God. I... Uh... One thing I did note about Charlotte's outfit that she heartily reminded me of Cher. Oh yeah, that's a like, good eye. Maybe circa like uh, if I could turn back time. Yeah, she could find a way. Battleship outfit. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. It was amazing. I was like, oh, you are becoming Cher, darling, and I love it. Yes, I think it's great. Like she's she's having an incredible moment, and I am here for it. I'm excited to see what happens next. I mean. I imagine challengers will now come out of the woodwork. I don't know. That's my expectation, right? I mean, we're kind of like resetting the women's title picture on SmackDown, which I am not opposed to. I have not been loving it since Liv Morgan, and I wasn't that psyched about it then. So, yeah, I wonder if they're going to have her, like, if they'll be like, oh, she's got to defend her championship, Matt, during the Royal Rumble, or if she'll just be in the Rumble or both. What if she enters the Rumble and wins it, which I don't want to happen? And then she's like, I'm going to get all the titles. All of them. Yeah, I could see that. I really could see that happening. And like, I really I could, don't want it. Not interested. I know. I could see them really reverting. Like, now that we have, like, Becky's back and Charlotte's back and we have Bailey and the Bailey and Becky thing are, is going on. Like, I could really see them just being like, well, worked before. And so it's just going to revert back to that. And, like, I love all those women. I love watching yeah. them wrestle. But, like, I don't want that to happen right now. Like, I don't need that in my life at this moment well and as excited as i am to see charlotte i think you have to tread lightly with her right now like don't don't do the thing that people hate 
Don't oversaturate. Take it easy. Mm-hmm. It's like you said, right? There's like too many returns. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I, I'm, uh, I'm choosing to be cautiously optimistic. That's all you can do. That's the only way to be. Any, any other notes you'd like to make about this incredible reveal? Uh, you know, just that I was once again spoiled by WWE's godforsaken Instagram account. And um, it's my own fault. It's my own fault. Every time something exciting happens, their Instagram account spoils it for me. Yeah, I, I had this thought tonight when I was catching up on uh, finishing the rest of Raw. And I feel like this is as good as... a good a time as any to talk about it but like so like kayfabe is not what it once was right like right kayfabe it's there's a a huge blurring now between like wrestling life and quote-unquote real life whatever the case may be and it seems like because not because of social media but like wrestlers have their own social medias Mm -hmm. they post both as their character and as their like personal selves and then you have like WWE with their TikTok and their Twitter and their Instagram account and they're posting all kinds of things. It's like I had this thought of like, wouldn't it be kind of neat if that divide still existed? Like, but that would require that like there's no social media stuff, which of course is not going to happen because, right. but like, it's just not that I'm like, okay, Fabe's dead. That's not what I mean. But what I mean is, like, I really like the idea of it being isolated from the kind of real world stuff. I don't know. I uh, It had just, like, popped into my head. And so, like, it's hard to go on social media because you don't want to get spoiled for, for stuff, right? right? Because you might not have the chance to watch it that night. And so it's like, oh, I've got to stay off social media because... And that happens with, like, anything I watch. Yeah, I, th- I think there's something to be said for that idea. And it's... You know, it's funny because I've been watching NXT on and off again. And one of the things that struck me is how, like, how kayfabe gimmicks are, they feel very much the norm there. Okay. Like, um, there's this rivalry going on with this woman who's, like, trying to save her family bar. (laughs) From this other woman who's, like, a porn businesswoman. Like, she has a briefcase. and wears like a party city office worker costume like it's so weird it's and incredible. i don't know it just feels very very odd to me um and i mean there are other examples there's this woman wendy chu who i think is really cute but her thing is like she's always in a onesie like she just came from a slumber party okay um there's just there's a lot happening where it's like these gimmicks are completely not like what I'm used to where it's like mm-hmm. Seth Rollins is a man named Seth Rollins, you know? Right. And I'm kind of thinking of like, you know, we also have that on the main roster now to a lesser degree. Like we've got the Viking Raiders. Right. And hit row. And it's like, that's odd. So I don't know. It's interesting to think about what it would be like if you had this completely separate world where it was more like, more like Lucha underground where no, it's like a drama first and foremost. And these characters yeah. are just characters. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that's amazing about NXT. I I wow. wish I could pull more out of my hat, like, off the cuff. Okay, like, 
Isla Dawn is like some kind of witchy person who does spells. I, yes. I just like it's so nuts. There's like so many spooky chicks in wrestling right now. This is a golden era of the spooky chicks. I love it. Are they? Do you I think it's it because like on NXT, I, are they considered superstars yet when they're on X, NXT? Well, I think NXT is a real mix of people who have strictly come up through WWE developmental or are very. Like, haven't made their name on the indies. And then mm-hmm. now, to a lesser degree, people who have made a name on the indies but are now making the transition. I mean, for a while there, it was more like NXT was the stop in between being a huge indie success. Yeah. And being on Raw, you know. That's how it felt when I was watching NXT, like, six, seven years ago. Right. Like, before Seth Rollins was Seth Rollins, he was Tyler Black, and he was, like, the cornerstone of Ring of Honor or whatever. You know, so, like... okay. And it feels like they're going more back to that developmental territory. And I, I wonder if that had more to do with Triple H not being the guiding force behind NXT for a while. And instead, like John Laurinaitis getting in there, who's like a Vince dude mm-hmm. and really changing up what they're doing. And I mean, I don't think it's it's not bad now by any stretch of the imagination. It's just really different. OK, well, thanks yeah. for that perspective, because I don't I don't watch NXT. And I want to. I just don't. So. I mean, there's already 47 hours of content you're responsible there for. There really so, is. You know. Um, well, this episode of SmackDown took place on the 30th of December. And Dude. so it was right in between the holidays. And we saw Christmas at the Mysterios. And it went yeah. very wrong. Uh, <laughs> you know, God bless us one and all. It was not the merriest Christmas in Ray's house. So just like Thanksgiving, (laughs) like Rhea and Dom show up to the house and like we see different people this time. So it looks like I'm guessing some other Mysterio family members. Do you think maybe like they were at home for Thanksgiving, but maybe they go to like Ray's wife's house or his parents' house for Christmas? Maybe. I was wondering if the woman with Ray who was like, she was wearing heels, but I think she was still slightly taller is Dominic's mother. Maybe that would make sense, right? I'm just so curious. The like, OG I want to know mommy. where he came from. Yes, yes, yeah. Um, <laughs> I think you know he came from heaven. Uh, from heaven. <laughs> and then we see him get arrested, which, like, <laughs> fucking delighted the hell out of me. It was so ridiculous. Like, I love how stupid this is. I love how yes. stupid it gets. Yep, I don't I don't care anymore. I love it and I think I love him. I I just can't. <laughs> I appreciate that he's willing to just go all in on this dumbness and like yes. I love what he says like I won't make it and <laughs> don't make let it in them, jail. Don't let them take me. I won't make it in jail. And then he tells her to call uh Damian Priest and Finn Bauer and he's like, "Mommy, go call them." It <laughs> was so gross. It was beautiful. <gasps> He won't make it in jail, guys. So that's all we see. You know, he's carried off. And then, you know, maybe we'll find out what happens to him later. I'm not sure. I mean, maybe they will be back to ruin Valentine's Day. Like Ray and his wife are trying to have a romantic moment. And lo and behold, who's in the shrubs? (laughs) Dominic and Rhea. And they'll have like, they always seem to have festive gear on. So like. Oh, actually, I don't know if Thanksgiving. Did they have anything festive on for Thanksgiving? I'm trying to think. I think he was dressed nice. Okay. I'm just trying to imagine like what they could be wearing for each holiday. So like, 
come St. Patrick's Day, he's got like a green sequin top hat with a gold buckle. Yes. Arbor Day, he's dressed like a tree. tree. I'm just really looking forward to it. It would be like, did you ever have an elderly neighbor who had one of those goose statues that you could put different costumes on for the different times of the year? I wish. So like in the spring, you could put a raincoat on them. And for Christmas, they had a little sweater. Oh, my God. That's for so St. Patrick's Day. They have something with a shamrock. So maybe he and Rhea are like the, the goose statue. Who's the are they both the goose or is Dominic the goose? I've, I think Dominic's the goose. I got him. <laughs> I do, too. He's certainly, I guess, the gander. I don't know. <laughs> Oh my god. <sighs> Beautiful. Well, we'll definitely get back to Dominic a little bit later on. Cuz um, this is the gift that keeps on giving. It really is. In the meantime, um we did see some backstage shenanigans with poor Top Dalla getting just <laughs> the shit taken out of him. How has this gotten to the point where I feel bad for Top Dalla and am on his <laughs> side? Like, guys, come on, leave him alone. Did you say anything in t- to your letter uh, to dad about how much you hate Top Dalla and so this is how he gets back at you? I do now regret including two single space double sided pages about my feelings about Top Dalla and Hit Row because clearly this is an attempt not to give me the parenting I need but the parenting I am acting out and asking for. <laughs> when the cease and desist letters won't work <laughs> you get you nonstop give- Top Dalla on your screen. You gotta give the people what they don't want and then maybe they'll go away. I just thought this was a funny little interlude, but. And I also, I, I feel like Ricochet was being pretty mean. I mean, he fucked around and he found out. That's why he got smacked. <laughs> he did. Wade Barrett also said that Hit Row needed to change their name to Hit Rope. <laughs> so terrible. It was amazing. I mean, do you think this is like, you, you've been doing really poorly and now we're going to shame you really hard? I mean. I, I don't know. I remember when. <laughs> Remember when like Titus O'Neil was like running to the ring and he just like tripped and bit it so hard then slid under the ring ring. and like I don't know if they like I feel like people gave him shit I don't know how public that shit was so maybe they're just like trying they're just trying to embrace it now like you know what let's just make fun of people I mean they brought out maximum male models if they bring out maximum male models to make fun of you, you have to ask yourself, <laughs> is this a hazing situation? Am I being bullied? Maybe they're trying to get rid of Hit Row per your request. <laughs> and they're just going to try to shame Top Dollar out of the out of the game. He's the weak spot. And Dad's like, look, you got to go because I can't take these letters. Um, <laughs> creepy. They arrive weekly. And honestly, they're taking up a lot of time. They're living rent free in my head. We can't so trace their origins. <laughs> Even though there's a return address and stickers on every single one. (laughs) Sealed with wax. Mm -hmm. Uh, Anyway. Uh, After this, after Hit Rope, uh, we see Imperium. Yeah, we do. Being very tidy and doing their Imperium things. And Braun is going to fight Gunter. Yeah. And... At one point, I heard Wade say, it's like a Waffle House brawl in here. And I'm, I I think that's what he said. I think that is what he said. And I I love that for him. And I'm sort of shocked that he knows what Waffle House is. But I guess he was a traveling wrestler in the U.S. And he did just post on his Instagram that he recently became a U.S. citizen. Oh, my gosh, he did? Yeah, so congratulations, 
Wade Barrett, but you didn't need to do that. I would have married you. Yeah. So, uh, you know, some people are going to say smart choice, but me, no, I'm very disappointed <laughs> in the choices you've made. But in all seriousness, congratulations, Wade Barrett. Good job. But for real, I am disappointed in you. You should have married Abigail. Right. Like, I'm just saying, like, you could be the one sitting on my couch arguing whether or not Uncle Howdy is definitely the undertaker. So <laughs> that's the experience you're missing out on. I feel like every day he'd just wake you up. I've got some bad news, boy. It's time to wake up. And that is the dream of my life. <laughs> That's all I want in this world. It'd be amazing. It'd be amazing. Uh, Ricochet came out to assist his friend Braun. Yeah, Ricochet is a good friend. Not to Top Dollar, but to Braun. Very good friend. <laughs> Maybe he's like a really close friend with Top Dollar, and they just like had that whole thing worked out. I doubt it. Maybe it just got out of control. Like it was some good natured teasing, but then feelings got tender, you know? It could be. So Braun is going to fight for the championship in two weeks. Bum, bum, bum. Did you notice when, like, you know, he's talking about Gunter having, like, beat every man or whatever. There's no man that can beat him. And yes. Braun puts on his growliest growly voice and says, what about a monster? <laughs> Your wrestler impersonations are really good. Thank you. Thank <laughs> like, you. That was really good. I um I laughed so hard that I think I peed a little when that happened. <laughs> I felt kind of like contact awkward sort of embarrassment yes. by proxy. Yes. I was just like, okay, dude. Like, I don't know why it felt so weird. It just felt really weird. I have a theory. Do you want to hear it? Yes, please. So I mean, we both we both like a romance story. Yeah. Right? We both like a spicy narrative. Yep. And. uh what are the dudes always doing in the spicy narratives? They're growling. Oh, Instead of saying, they like, do you growl. know, whatever, I love you, they growl it. And I have to be honest with you. It's like, this is what I imagine whenever I read that in a romance novel. That will be what I imagine for the rest of my days. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> it's going to be him. Your skin feels amazing. <laughs> it's like all I could ever imagine. I think they should get Braun Strowman to do these. Oh my all god! All day I was dreaming about being inside you. You know, it's like all I could hear. I can't go. I am also available to do these books, so you know, let me know, anybody. <laughs> I would I would listen to that <laughs> an audiobook you made that's incredible. Thank you. <laughs> oh my god. <sighs> I'll never be the same. <laughs> no, me neither. <sighs> okay. Shall we move on? I think we better. <laughs> upward. I think, I think upward is the only way we can go from here. To the match of the night. Match the match the they've night. been hyping for weeks. KO and John Chena. So I want to ask versus you versus Sammy and Roman. I want to ask you something about this. Um, okay. At one point during the show, or maybe it was even last week, Michael Cole hypes this as like going to be the match of the year. And I'm like, Michael Cole, I understand that you are doing your job. Okay. I get that you're doing your very best, but this is not going to be the match of the year. Well, Come and like on. ultimately, I think he, John Cena wrestled for like, 90 seconds 
he gets tired now. Like he just stood by the ring, like yes. being a hype man slash pretending he wants to be tagged in. I like really thought I was like this match is going to be like three seconds long because what's happening? <laughs> he emoted real hard. You can't. It take was that great away though. It was still fun to see him, but I was like, what is going on? He was not doing the heavy lifting. He wasn't. He was like, I think you got this, Kevin. Yeah. I think I'm best utilized in a support capacity. <laughs> Did you hear when he called Wade stew? <laughs> That's really cute. When he had like the microphone at the start, and he was like, thanks everybody for supporting me. He, he called him stew. And I was like, oh my God. Aww. Um, Cole called John Cena. The greatest of all time. I want to know your thoughts on that. Well, okay. Let me tell you my thoughts on John Cena. I think John Cena is great, right? I think he's a lot of fun. I think he seems like a genuinely cool dude. I would love to like like get a pizza and some beer with John Cena and just mm-hmm. like have him tell stories and crack wise because I really think he's a cool guy. John Cena is not the fucking greatest of all time. It was amazing. I, come on. Like, okay, I get he's your greatest product of all time. Yeah. Like, old, arguably greater than Hulk Hogan because he's not a flaming racist. But, like, guys, he's not the greatest of all time. He wasn't the greatest in the ring that night. No, he absolutely wasn't. That was KO. Uh, So there was a moment where KO was like... So, one thing I love that KO did... Is like when he was going to the top rope, he like climbed the top rope with urgency. Yes. Like you rarely see that in a match because I know it's part of the show. I know. But like, you know, like take their sweet time, climb into the top. And you're like, Jesus fucking Christ, this person's not going to lay there forever for you to dive on them. Of course, they usually do. But right. I just like that KO's like, I got to get this done. And it just made me really happy. I think he does everything that way, you know, with like a lot of hustle. He's great. And a lot of intent. And I think that's part of what makes it so enjoyable to watch him wrestle. I really loved it. Of course, they won. KO and Cena won, of course. Not hard to predict, but still delighted with the outcome. It was great. I enjoyed the match a lot. But yeah, it was funny. I was like, is John Cena ever going to be in the ring? (laughs) Well, you're overlooking one possibility. Oh, I just didn't see him. You couldn't see him. you're right (laughs) (laughs) I did notice that when he came out I don't think I heard anyone chanting John Cena sucks during the song and they usually do and he had embraced it by the end but I don't I didn't hear anybody chanting that maybe it's been long enough I mean he wasn't around at all this year so maybe everybody's just like oh we're happy to see you John it could be like we're not gonna give you any shit tonight buddy we're glad you made it home for the holidays that's all I had about that match Me too. It was a delight. But no, John Cena is not the greatest of all time. And that was not the match of the year. Before we move on to Raw, I did want to make mention they have ads now for WWE video games, like new WWE video games. And I'm always just like struck dumb by like how shitty the (laughs) graphics are in these games and like from what i've heard i've never played the wwe like video games i've played some of the app games but like from what i've heard they're always terrible like they're always super glitchy and shitty yeah and like but people still like buy them like crazy but like if you haven't had a like close look and a commercial comes on like look at how bad the graphics are like everybody looks like they are like 
looking at their nose. Like all of their eyes do not like look ahead. They kind of look cross. Like it's just insane. They all look nuts. They don't look like themselves. It's hilariously bad. It's like they're using the same like high end cutting edge graphics technology that brought us the golden eye video game probably i mean it's like i think they rush all these two i think they're just like whatever throw enough money at it that you can get a somewhat decent looking thing Mm -hmm. it's bad everybody looks smooth and dead like a laminated corpse animated with some terrible purpose it's so weird it's really awful and like they're expensive the games are expensive does your husband ever play them so he used to love them okay and i thought he had either lost interest in them because they're all the same or he got tired of the glitching and whatever and when i asked him about this recently he was like no they they're made by a different company now and they changed the game mechanics so i just want to play anymore oh so he was perfectly content with the quality of the product okay well Maybe I just spoken to a particularly disgruntled gamer. I don't know. I don't even remember who told me about that. I think they look horrible, and I think they've always looked horrible. <laughs> they really look so bad. You know what I think he liked about it? He used to like to make um, his own characters, and then like kind of you could do the live yeah. your own storyline kind of thing, and I know he enjoyed that. I think I vaguely remember him playing that when I yeah. was like at your house sometimes. Yep. Okay. Well, let's move on to Monday Night Raw. Moving on, moving on. Where we see the bloodline just taking over and going bonkers. The bloodline is in your city, and they know that it's time to get Raw. They do know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I tried to sneak that one past you. There's so much for you. Uh, I thought it was really hilarious that, like, so, like, they're going apeshit, and, like, Adam Pierce runs out with a (laughs) intense security detail. Who were like all terrified. Yes. So scary. And uh, KO was going to come out and like fix things. Which makes sense, right? Like if I needed somebody to come deal with a violent situation, he seems like a good choice. Right? I feel I feel like I'd feel safe hanging out with KO. I'd be like, yeah. I, you know what? If something's going to go wrong, KO's going to fix it. Mm-hmm. One thing I laughed at really hard was like, I think Adam Pierce said something like, the bloodline has to go to work or something like they said something like this like something and i was just like okay this is gonna be amazing we're gonna see some hilarious bit where they're like doing concessions or like selling selling t-shirts i was just so ready for it and then it was like oh no we just see everybody backstage trying to fight them and then adam pierce is handing out matches i also feel like it's time for the bloodline to go to work who works harder than the bloodline? They're on every single show. They're on every show and in like every match. Yes, <laughs> like in like, one form or another. Like maybe I'd like some space with the bloodline. I, I mean, I wouldn't. That's a lie. But like, yeah, I would have liked it better if he made them sell popcorn. Wouldn't that have been hilarious? It really would have like made his I'm the boss talk feel real. Like I'm so sick of him coming out and be like, I'm relevant and important. It's like, you're not. You're not relevant or important. Yeah, I it's, feel like they're. I feel like they're building him up so they can like make a show of firing him and replace him with some beloved legend that we all know. Ooh, you I know? would like that to happen. Like, oh, sorry, Adam Pierce is fired now. Sergeant Slaughter is the GM of Raw. <laughs> <laughs> totally be into that. 
Or they bring up HBK and like someone else takes over NXT. Mm, that would work too, yeah. I would love that. So, yeah, we see everybody wanting to fight the bloodline backstage. Adam Pierce says, we're going to have a Music City street fight. And my favorite, the six-man tag. However, I did one I, later I noticed, I realized. So, like, are six-man tags always three-on-three? Three? Because I swear I've seen six-man tags where it's two-on-two-on-two. On two on two. Well, I think those are your configurations, right? Okay. You've got... You've got three on three, and then right. you've got an assortment of tag teams that add up to six. Okay, because I was like, because th- I, I, when we finally see it later, and I know I'm kind of jumping ahead, but I was like, kind of like, oh, three on three is fun. Like, I don't, I think I ever see three on three. It's always two, two, two. And I'm the two, sure, two, two is what I don't like. I am sure there is a purest definition of what a six man tag actually is, but I kind of think of them interchangeably, so. Okay. Well, I was excited about that. I, for a minute, like, they started talking and I was like, oh no, is it going to be a six-man tag? But then (laughs) I was like, what if we're getting a lumberjack match? Ooh, is that the one where, like, people force them to stay in the ring? Yeah, that's like, okay, so if you and I are the competitors, first of all, it's going to be the saddest lumberjack match in the world. We're just going to, like, slap fight and then cry and apologize to each other. I don't want to do any of that. As I mean, I hope you want to apologize after you slap me. Anyway. <laughs> I will not slap you. <laughs> well, I won't apologize. But as we have this free-for-all, all of our friends and enemies would be standing outside the ring to toss us back in. And if you go out by your allies, they'll, like, help you and protect you from other people hitting you. And okay. if you go out by your enemies, then they'll, like, kick you and be mean to you. It's been a really long time since I've seen a... I feel like the last time I saw a lumberjack match, I was at your house. So... They don't do them enough. I love them. That's a while ago. Yeah. But I, I thought the Music City Street Fight was a pretty good pretty good substitute for my Lumberjack match. Yeah, I was looking forward to seeing that one. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about that a little bit as we move on. All good things in time. You want to talk about women's championship match? Yeah, let's do it. Alexa Bliss versus Bianca Belair. We saw Bianca backstage a little bit before the match. Being her usual beautiful, confident self with, like, mm-hmm. the coolest purple sparkly lipstick. I don't even know where she gets it or what she does, but, like, she is a magic lady. It was so vibrant. Like, girl, I don't know where you got that, but it is beautiful, and I am jealous. Like, when is she putting out her line of cosmetics? Oh, my gosh. Wouldn't that be amazing? I'd buy the shit out of that purple lipstick. So glittery. so. Vivid. It would look terrible on me, but I would buy it. It would look bad on me too, but I would feel powerful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I'd and put that on and then I'd go out in the world and I'd be like, nobody can conquer me. I will conquer you. Mm-hmm. I am the EST. You are. Oh, I meant you would be saying that. Oh. Well, so would You'd you. You'd be like, I'm the EST, Jillian. But I also thought her hair bedazzling was really flawless. She's just like, she's on point all the time. I know. Always. So this match was a little insane. Yes, things got weird. It was very bloody. Mm-hmm. Much bloodier than I expected. <laughs> yeah. I usually like, don't expect blood in matches. It's like everyone's bleeding. What's going on? Yikes. Well, and like, like so we see, you know, the little Bray Wyatt thing flash on the screen. Yeah. Alexa goes haywire. And we had the guy in the mask in the crowd, too. Oh, yeah. I for- Who do you yeah. think that was? I have no, I mean, 
I'm going to say local indie wrestler for now. Maybe okay. revealed later to be someone important. It's The Undertaker. <laughs> They're With all The Undertaker. Bleach blonde hair. <laughs> yes. He's looking fresh and fancy. That would be amazing. Mm-hmm. So when he showed up, I thought for a second that it was going to be like she was going to go kind of bonkers then. But she was just like, whatever, and like walked away and then continued yeah. to kick ass. Um. But then when she went haywire and like beat up the ref and then just like really started beating the shit out of Bianca, I was like, this looks very uncomfortable and intense. I know. And I guess like one of my questions is like, is Alexa an unwilling participant in this? Is she brainwashed? Is she slowly like coming to embrace this part of herself? Like, are we going to do sort of a really interesting reflection on trauma? (laughs) I doubt that. And I was like, no, this is going to be ham-fisted and weird. But <laughs> as a former graduate student, I can uh, I can make my own narrative here. So Of course you can. Join me next week for <laughs> Ring of Trauma, colon, <laughs> exploring women's experiences with relational trauma and professional wrestling. Wow. Yeah. yeah that I would totally attend that paper. Fly. Thank you. Thank you. So Alexa Bliss has blood coming out of her nose. And Bianca has blood coming out of her mouth, maybe? I don't know. There was just like a lot of blood outside of her mouth. Mm -hmm. And then Montez comes out and like helps her out. And it's like really sad. And then later, we see Byron talking to Alexa. Trying to talk to her, right? She's like in the background, like pacing back and forth. Mm -hmm. But one thing I wanted to say, so like, I thought it was really a... So like... A bit of time had passed. Enough time had passed where she could have like washed her face or something, right? Yeah. But I love that she didn't. I love that like she didn't clean up her face. Her makeup was all fucked up. She had dried blood on her face and like scratches and shit. And she's just like, my title. Like, <laughs> and I, I like that too. But like she didn't seem bonkers, right? She seemed very like clear headed and like right. this is very what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought that was really cool. And I thought it was great that she was sort of like full of false confidence. It's like, girl, you just got yourself disqualified and do not have another title shot lined up. But you are talking like you're on top of the world. Mm-hmm. And I kind of love that for you. She's manifesting. <laughs> she is manifesting the fuck out of everything. She did a reading with Scarlett's WWE tarot cards. She did. And has been emboldened. Mm-hmm. I would like that kind of confidence. She Where are my written, tarot cards? <laughs> she has written herself a check from the universe. And it is she knows the secret. Funds. Mm-hmm. So I'm really excited to see where this goes. I just, I don't know. I, I just was like so excited that she didn't wash her face. <laughs> like, no, I loved it. I thought it was so cool. Like, yeah, just be a badass. That's awesome. It was really well done. So I want to talk a little bit about the Music City Street Fight that happened after this. I mean, I think we have to. It was Elias and Sola Sokoa. Mm-hmm. All kinds of fun stuff was happening. We see the piano. I knew someone was going to end up on that piano. I thought the yes. piano would break a little bit more. But that seemed like a pretty fucking solid piano. So that I, must have hurt a lot. I felt really bad for him when he kind of bounced on the top yeah. of the piano. And it like shook and the legs broke. And I was like, oh, honey. Yeah, it, it looked very painful. Um, the worst moment of the match was when Solo Sokoa spit in the ring. 
I was so grossed out. Gross. Like I've never seen a wrestler spit in the ring. Have you ever seen a wrestler? They like, just like I spit mean, it. Like you guys have to wrestle in that. What are you doing? I feel like I have seen it, but usually when they are trying to determine if there's like there's blood in their mouth right. or they think they've lost a tooth or something yes. like that. But he just straight up like, you know, horked one. He got phlegmy, okay. It's just like, I don't know what's happening right now, Solo. I'm going to come <laughs> and jackknife you or whatever move my move's going to be because I cannot abide that. I mean, yeah, I, I think we should spit in privacy and into napkins, but I'm there with you. That's not acceptable. I feel like this trauma reaches back. So I played tennis in high school and like people would just like, not my, my team, but like people spit on the tennis court. And it's like the ball would land in that. And you're like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Oh, that's I have to touch that. I just Ew. rage. It just makes me so angry. People just spit indiscriminately. I don't like it either at all. No. So there was something that happened during this match. There was a Chiron on the screen, which I have never seen before. And I don't know yeah. if this is a new feature. Did, have you seen this before? Where it's like they're updating about how Bianca's doing like in the middle of a match. I, you know, it didn't ring a bell with me. I'm sure they have done it, but I didn't. I don't remember it, at least in recent history. Maybe I'm okay. overlooking something, but I was like, "Are they trying to introduce new stuff in 2023?" No, we're just trying to keep everybody appraised that she's at a local medical facility. But I guess she wasn't at a local medical facility; she was just hanging out backstage. I think so. Yeah. So, Solo won this one. I mean, he did, and I was really, really relieved that Elias was not the first to defeat him because I love Solo Sokoa and. Uh, I don't want him to suffer that indignity. Yeah, he hasn't lost yet, has he? Street champ is undefeated. Mm. Yep. I wonder who's going to try to take him on next. That's a great question. I feel like he doesn't get a lot of his own stuff because he's always in that supporting enforcer role. Yeah. So. It's like they're slowly trying to build him up. Yeah. You know, I think that's good, right? Don't have him come in and win a championship just have him like you know build his character show that he's amazing i love it yeah don't pull an austin theory with him no no i wanted to ask you had you ever heard of hardy before monday night last absolutely night? not me either but i think he looks like wish.com norman reedus Ooh, i'd have to look again but i could see i could see where that's coming from i'm just like is he related to manchester <laughs> like a cousin and they just kind of worked it in somehow it's ted hardy local musician <laughs> like yeah i had never heard of him the song mm. that they're using of his is like kind of standard song you'd hear in wrestling yeah kind of yeah. generic metal rock stuff very pay-per-view yes i think he's gonna show up again like well he's performing i think he's performing at yes. at uh Oh my gosh, Royal Rumble. But I, I think you're right. I think they're positioning him to be a troublemaker. Yeah. At the which event, I don't. Which, eh. That's probably a lot of fun for him. Good for him. It's not any fun for me. Yeah, I'm not really into it. I don't give a <laughs> shit. So, whatever. Would you like to move on to the six man tag? I'm always ready to move on from Elias. So, yes. I would okay. prefer to stop walking with Elias now. <laughs> um. So we have the Usos plus Sammy, Uso, so all Usos, versus the Street Profits and KO. 
A delightful combination. A really delightful combination. Mm-hmm. Montez Ford was like ring hero for a long time in that match. He was mm-hmm. killing it. And he had that whole like weird narrative about being distracted. Yeah, which about his lady, and then he came in and was like, "Bitch, I'm not distracted. I'm amazing." Yeah, I kind of didn't like that when they're like, he was just kind of standing there. I'm like, "Why? She's not dead. She wasn't taken out on a stretcher." Like, I'm like, "Why?" It was weird, right? It was weird. I mean, I get that they wanted to have like a thing where he explodes and becomes amazing, and you know, but it's like, why can't he just be amazing? He is really great. I really like him. I really like the Street Profits together i like them individually so yeah yeah no silly like sadness gimmicks let's just yeah i don't need that do i that. there's a moment ko did this amazing sell outside the ring when he i don't remember who hit him but like he like slammed into the barricade sort of face first and then just slid down it with his yeah. face <laughs> like a cartoon character i was like oh my god ko you are the uh, best you are the absolute so best delightful. well Sammy ended up winning, but to the rescue. To the rescue come the UK Avengers. The, the, the Euro Clash. The Euro Clash. Drew and Seamus. And it's nice to see them. I'm always happy to see them. Always happy to see them. So what do you think was happening here? Like, they're coming out to help uh, Street Profits and KO... Is this more rumble positioning? Is this like a different match taking shape? So they're bringing back. Remember Drew? Not Drew. Yes. Wow. I'm very overtired. Remember Drew and Sheamus were supposed to have that match against the blood against the Usos. Yeah. And then Drew ruptured his eardrum. <gasps> Is that what it was? No way. Yeah. He ruptured his eardrum. Oh, so now awful. I think they've got that back on the docket. Ah, uh, okay. Okay. I think that's coming next week. So okay. I, I think we're just trying to like recapture the magic. Okay. I'm here for it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm into it. Like, I guess I'm in the same place I was before. Like, do I believe they have a legitimate chance to win? Well, now that they brought it back. Yeah. It feels more real to me, but it feels realer to me now than it did then. Yes. And I yes. think, I don't know if this is our own positioning of the bloodline or whatever, but like, we're very much thinking like the bloodline is on a precipice. They could tip over at any moment. And like maybe this will help push it. It'll be interesting to see when that happens. I assume that Roman will not be pleased when the Usos lose the tag titles, which they'll have to someday. <laughs> He's going to freak out. He's going to freak out. So what does Sammy do? Oh. Does Sammy support his buddies, Jimmy and Jay? Mm. Or does Sammy have greater loyalty to the tribal chief? Sammy gets knocked out in a match, is in a coma for three months, <laughs> comes back, and everything has been resolved while he's out, so he doesn't have to make any tough decisions. I mean, that feels like the kindest path. I guess that's only if he like actually harms himself, and they could write that into the storyline. But So let's hope not. I don't know, man. It'll be interesting. I can't wait to see. Speaking of injuries, we learned that AJ Styles has a broken ankle. Yeah, get better soon, AJ. The earth is round. And I hope your ankle gets better. You can't kick him while he's down. He can't kick me with that broken ankle, so. I want to say something mean, but I'm not going to because I'm sure his ankle hurts a lot. 
Oh, it probably does. Ankle injuries fucking suck. Right? So all I'm going to say is, AJ, get well <laughs> and use this time to learn and yeah. grow and come yep. back your best self with the shiniest hair. His hair will be glamorous no matter what. Right? After, like, what, three to six months of at-home pampering? It's going to be incredible. Yeah, it sucks. He's going to be out for a long time. I know. Yikes. That's a bummer. Did he break it during a match? Yeah, I think, I think he, he did, right? Show. Yeah. Oh god. Ugh. I know. Like you could, I'm feeling this like crunch. It's not happening to <laughs> yes. me, but it's like an empathy crunch. It's so awful. I um, I do feel bad for him. I have never broken a bone. It's a bummer. But I have famously weak ankles and one time when I was in college, I was famously weak. No, like I had no, I funny. had an air cast that like I used multiple times as a like middle schooler and high schooler but Mm. i had gotten out of my car and i realized i forgot something and there had been like an ice storm it was in a parking lot and i ran between the cars and i went (sighs) down and my foot went so my toes like the top of my toes were flat against the pavement and i sat on my heel no and when i went to the infirmary the nurse there was like honey you're gonna wish you broke it yep (laughs) that's what that's what they always say to you You, oh you sprained your ankle it would have been better if you broken it and uh, based on that incident alone, um, AJ, you have nothing but sincere sympathy for me. Holy That's crap. true. It's true. Ooh. Okay. Well, let's move on. Moving on. And talk about Chad Gable and Dexter Loomis. What a match. So when Loomis came out, his pecs, his like pecs <laughs> to like stomach like created this shadow on his chest where like where his sternum ends and it was so dark i thought he was wearing like a crystal like i was looking for a chain it was like this dark black spot on his chest and i was like what is that and my husband's like i think that's the shadow his pecs are creating so like good job dexter i was like good god that was really weird and then like when he was leaving the match you could see it again and i was like that is unsettling yeah, I mean everything about this guy is unsettling, right? Like how yes. how is Dexter Loomis the face in these situations? That is a how really is good happening? question. That is a well. So the other thing is, so I noticed, so you know, the tops of his arms, he has like those really like blackout tattoos. Yes, but then underneath his right arm, he has what looked like a palm tree tattoo. Oh, and I was like, all right. Like, am I supposed to think this dude is a creep with a palm tree tattoo? Like, it feels a little too Disney princess for me to think he's scary at this point. I'm just like, like, how sinister is a palm tree? Okay, I would argue a palm tree on Dexter Loomis, fairly sinister. You think so? Yeah, what's going on with that? I don't know. (laughs) Is he going to try and cover that up too? I don't know. What if his arms were previously like a beautiful, like tropical montage like from the little mermaid it's like the under the sea scene that would be so great and he's covered it up all except the palm tree so he kind of got his ass handed to him for like most of the match yeah he did uh it was rough like gable was just like handing it to him well he's got that olympian energy you know there was a moment where gable so like he he had been like thrown kind of over the top ring or top rope and then he like was like hanging from the top rope and then pulled himself back into the ring like backwards over the top rope. I was like, that is cool. These dudes have, and these ladies, like I'm using dude in the non-gendered sense here. 
like incredible physical conditioning. Like I want to be able to do that. So strong, so agile. It's like, what is it? Is it Wheaties? What is happening with you people? Well, and also it's like the, it's like, that's not a solid bar he's pulling on, right? It's like a rope that has give. So like he has to be able to compensate for the give of the rope to get himself. I don't know. It was just like, I was very impressed. Super impressive. 10 of 10. Good job, Chad Gable. Yeah. Ultimately, Loomis wins the match. Right prevailed. I mean, was that a shock to anybody? No, I feel like he's going to have a lot of feel-good victories over the next couple weeks. Yeah, probably. I Do you think they're maneuvering him toward anything? I feel like if they're maneuvering him towards anything, it's going to be a king of the mid-card run. You know, okay. yeah. I do not see this character entering a heavyweight title picture, but you know what? I'm wrong about everything. So, yeah i I wonder if he's ever going to speak. <laughs> I I really look forward to that. Like, I want to hear what he's thinking about. I want to know what his voice sounds like. Yes. So like, ready for that. Is it super deep, or is it like a David Beckham situation where it's like? <laughs> surprisingly high pitch for what you know like what you expect yeah. a dude like that to have a have a voice like i don't know i can't wait to find out sincerely anything else you'd like to say about this match nope just that i enjoyed it so yeah it was fun loomis is a weirdo i enjoy it yeah 100 percent. so they showed a cody video package like he's coming back at some point a look at cody Rhodes. do we know when he's coming back I mean, I have a feeling it's going to be the Royal Rumble, but maybe it's too soon and I'm just overshooting it. I don't know. Yeah. I'm I'm excited to see him come back because I have not seen him wrestle since he returned to WWE because I think I started back up again after he had been injured. Yeah. So like I've only seen the videos of the horrific pectoral situation that he still wrestled. I feel like, like wrestlers have this force of will about stuff like that. Oh, my God. I don't have it. I would be like, no, we're not having this match. My peck hurts. I'm not doing it. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I was like, you know, why would he? I don't know. I mean, my spouse was like, well, he can't really hurt it more. <laughs> and I was fair. like, yeah, but it's got to be horrifically painful to do that match. I mean, I feel like if I have a migraine, I can't have more of a headache, but I'm certainly not going to like get in the wrestling ring and do some crazy stuff because of that. That is a perfect analogy. Well, okay. I was just curious if you had any thoughts about when he'd be returning. Uh, I don't. I wish I I'm did. looking I forward I to it. More. Yeah, I'm excited to see Cody again. I like Cody. I do, too. I don't like his neck tattoo, but I like Cody. You know, if that neck tattoo brings him joy, I can't begrudge it. I agree. That's fine. I mean, it's true, right? I'm sure people look at my tattoos and they're like, mm. "No, yours are all really cool." So, let's talk about Bailey. Bailey and her uh, motley band of villains. So Bailey rolls on out with d- damage control. Bailey's jacket made my day. <laughs> Bailey looked like an aggrieved mom at Starbucks. I loved her so much that ja- I love black and white. And then you add like houndstooth into it. It was great. She had these little glasses. Super her makeup skills have improved over the years. Yeah. They, and I, I kind of admire that because it's real hard to do eye makeup that looks good. 
it's so hard to do it and she's been doing really well so yeah. um it made me really happy when she called nashville trashville like it's such Pretty a good. stupid joke but i love dumb jokes like that like it's so simple and dumb i love it i like it too um earlier in the show you talked about um when bray called la night just like an idiot just like a yeah. simple insult and that reminded i was reminded of this when um becky comes out right of course because bailey's talking shit so becky shows up and becky just says shut up bailey you dope <laughs> i thought that was so great a dope dope ah that was great <sighs> And so, like, it seems like Becky is trying to sow some seeds of discontent with the trio, right? Like, yeah, just like sprinkling some pixie dust of what's the word? I was going to say malcontent, but I don't think that's the right word. I think malcontent works here. Okay, thank you. Um, with the hopes that I don't know. I mean, I meant. I think I mentioned this at some point. I I know when we were talking about it. Like, what does Bailey get out of being with Damage Control? What does Damage right, Control right. get out of being with Bailey? And I think at some point, maybe Damage Control is not going to get anything out of being with Bailey, and they turn on her. Well, and I feel like we've talked about this, right? Like, it feels inevitable that either they are going to turn on her, or she is going to turn on yeah. them. Now, if they turn on her, I suspect it will be a continued heel move mm-hmm. for them if she mm-hmm. turns on them i'm expecting it to be further down the line in a face turn i wouldn't mind seeing face bailey again i just kind of yeah. want to see how she pulls it off but i i feel like you know we've been kind of anticipating that and becky has also been anticipating it it's like yeah hurry it up yeah i think so too let's get to stepping so it ends up that she's in a basically two against one match with damage control yes and after and i mean Oh, I'm sorry. You go ahead. I oh, no. Go ahead. Well, I feel like she gets into this two against one match and she's struggling a little bit. And I hate yeah. to agree with Corey Graves, but he's like, this is Becky's fault. And I was like, it is Becky's fault. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> made her do this. No, she could have like waited around for some help. Mm-hmm. Gone and there was time. a moment she got kicked <laughs> by Dakota Kai and Graves called Graves said the highly educated feet of Dakota Kai. What the fuck That's does a- that mean? That's a throwback. Is it? Yeah, JR used to say educated feet. Ah, oh, okay. Yep. That's that sounds tribute. dumb even for them, though. It is super dumb. How can your it's feet be educated? Dumb. Okay. Well, Becky's rescued by Mia yep. Yim, who's now going str- strictly by Meechin, which I didn't realize. I don't know when well, that happened. I don't think she is because they also called her Mia Yim a few times. So it was like, so, like, guys. It's weird. It's, well, when she came out, her little banner said Meechin. Yep. So I'm, I think that's her thing now. I don't know. I like seeing her. Actually, it was really nice to see her do some wrestling. Like, we haven't seen yeah. her a ton. I thought that was nice, too. She's hardcore, man. Mm-hmm. She doesn't fool around. Yeah. So I, I enjoy watching her. And all I could think was, like, did the name change happen because she was harassed on Twitter? No, it was before that. Um, she likes it. I think I remember reading somewhere that she kind of wanted to use that as her name and then they wanted to oh, use okay. him and now they're like kind of doing both. So, okay. Cause I remember when she like first came out with OC or whatever and they yep. were like Beechin and they were like, you know, calling her that. And I was like, are we going to go with one or the other? What's happening? So I think we're just going to go back and forth. I, uh, EO Sky Moon salted her way to victory. 
Yeah, Becky was too busy uh, punching Bailey on the outside to be of service. So. Mm-hmm. And I get it, right? It's like understandable that if you have a choice between doing something useful and abusing your enemy, you're going to choose abusing your enemy. Yeah. Every time. So their their feud continues. Yeah, I think that one's going to be a slow burn. I think so, too. And I'm fine with it. Me, too. We'll see. I, I'll probably get tired of it at some point. I guess it'll depend on, like, what's happening on SmackDown as well. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to take some time to get tired of it for me. Yes. Um, I would like to talk about one of the highlights of the evening now, if I may. Oh, my gosh. Please do. Dominic Mysterio's letter from prison. <laughs> Look. He is an expert on the carceral state now. It's amazing. I, I've i never loved anything more than when he said, I served hard time and I survived. Prison changes a man. <laughs> and it also changes Dominic Mysterio. Um, a small boy. My favorite part mm. is where he's like, Mommy, I'll see you soon. Porque sabes que eres la única mamacita, which means because you know that you're the only, like, hot mama, basically. Oh, that's so beautiful. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what it meant. Mm -hmm. Wow, their love is really, it's like platinum. Mm -hmm. It's priceless. I still wish he wouldn't call her mommy, but whatever. I mean, I, I know thought... it's not in the same sense, but then sometimes he evokes it in the same sense and it's gross. I thought we agreed that we were going to try to be a little more open minded about people okay. who claim the kinks that we shame. OK, I'm really going to try. It's really difficult for me to be a nice person. I'm, well, I mean, to be fair, it's deeply uncomfortable when he like calls her mommy in a way that does seem like he's asking for a juice box and a blanket. Like when he was in the back of the police car. But that's 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 their thing. And they're consenting adults. I know. And like, I feel like it'd be better if he called her mommy in like a sexy way. Not in the, yeah. please get me a juice box. Way. I, I think the lines have blurred for Caliente, you know? I think so. Especially. I don't know. Have they blurred for Rhea? Does she... <laughs> Questions. You know, I, now that he's come out of prison and he's gotten so much perspective on the inside, you know? His freedom yeah. was stripped away for maybe two, three hours. And yeah. Whoa. Before Rey Mysterio went down and bailed him out. <laughs> Imagine the car ride back to Dominic's home. He just slammed the talking. door really hard. Ray is wearing a luchador mask. Dominic starts <laughs> screwing around with the radio and Ray just slaps his hand away. He's like, no, absolutely not. And Dominic hate like, you. Can you drop me off at mommy's house? <laughs> And Ray just like leaves him at the bus station. <laughs> Where Rhea comes out of the shadows yes. smoking a cigar. Mommy was here all along. <laughs> all along. This is why we need to be writers for WWE. I know. Like take it all the way. Round the bases and slide in home. Have courage. Anything else you want to say about Caliente? Just that, you know what? I, I'm back in. <laughs> this got me. I, I don't know. I think we're buds now. I mean, it definitely warmed me to him a bit. I still want to kick him in the head. But, like, keep doing dumb shit like this, Dominic, and I'm going to be, like, on your side. And, you know, I just best wishes for a speedy recovery from the emotional trauma of prison. Oh, that's true. Yeah. You can come back from this. Yeah, you got it. Got it. 
So before we go to the match of the night, okay. I wanted to mention, and I realized this like at one point when they were playing country music, and they're like, we're in Nashville. And I was like, OMG, they're in Nashville. It would have been the perfect time to debut a boot scoot and boogie match. <laughs> and they didn't do it. Missed opportunity. Lightning does not strike twice, gentlemen. Oh, my God. So we'll have to wait until, I don't know, the next something comes around. Soon. Soon. So we see Seth Rollins backstage at one point, and he's very hyped up. He's very excited. He's very confident. He feels momentum. And as you say, momentum is the killer. It's the thief of joy. So we see A-Town Clown and Seth in the U.S. championship match. At one point, it sounded as if the kids were calling A-Town, A-Town Clown. Oh my gosh, I did not notice and I am devastated. Um, it's almost wishful hearing. I'm not sure. They, they were little kids and they were kind of saying it quickly, but I thought maybe we had some young listeners there, you know, hating on A-Town as we hope they would. Okay, first of all, if you're under 16s are listening to the show, stop it. Stop it. It's not up to us to dictate who <laughs> listens to it. That's true. We never said we were role models. I mean, it might be their parents listening and the kids are just like listening in. True. That's true. I mean, I, I'm going to do what I can to help that catch on, which is mostly nothing, but. It's great. So one thing I noticed during this match and like. It was a fine match. Um, yes, it was. They did a great job. I mean, A-Town's like a decent wrestler. He's, he's just boring as fuck. But like mm-hmm. how much they have to hype the shit out of this match and how much they have to hype the shit out of the match as it's happening because they need us to believe that we care so much about the U.S. championship. And I don't think anybody would give two shits about this if it didn't involve Seth Rollins. And I think we've talked about that before, but it's like... It's only this important because Seth Rollins is dealing is is like involved. I guess I could care this much about it, but not if it was Austin Theory and someone I did not care about. Yes. Like I would excuse me, I would even care more. Like substitute substitute Dolph Ziggler for A Town. I care much more about Dolph Ziggler than I do A-Town. I'd rather watch that. I'd rather watch... You would not rather watch Dolph Ziggler? You'd rather guess, watch A-Town? Yeah, I probably would. I find Dolph Ziggler so annoying. I'm so sorry. But not as annoying oh, that's okay. as A-Town. Not as that doesn't hurt my feelings. No, you're right. I would rather watch Dolph. I really would. So, I don't know. I just It just feels like they had to try so hard to get the match over. Like, they you had know, to convince themselves. It also really felt like commentary on this match absolutely embodied what I've been talking about where it's like Austin Theory is the champion right he holds the title and Corey is talking about how Austin Theory needs that one big win to take him to the next level it's like guys he's the champ yeah what are we talking like if you're discussing him in these terms I don't understand it's really weird it's like oh well so they're kind of like talking at odds right so like this champion u.s championship is such a big fucking deal yes but they're like austin theory needs that big win like it's like almost like they're talking about like a bigger championship Mm -hmm. to become relevant and it's like okay dudes this belt's either really important or it isn't you can't have it both ways don't i i feel like they're 
it's like he needs to prove himself against a great opponent or something. It's like, but hasn't he? Yeah. Aren't we there? I I also can't believe they had him try to walk off. Like what what is the character we are building for this man? I don't I really thought he was gonna try to get himself disqualified yeah. and then yeah. he did that and I was like, Okay. So awful. He has a knee pad that says all day. And at first I was like, Why the fuck does it say that? And then at the end, because A Town Clown wins, uh, because of hijinks, his theme song plays and they say all day in the theme song. Do you know if he does his own theme song a la John Cena and or HBK? Oh my gosh. You know, I don't think he does. Okay. I was just curious. I'm doing a little Google though. While you're Googling, I wanted to point out my favorite favorite uh, line from the commentary of this match. Yes, please. Their lungs are heavy. Their lungs are hot. <laughs> Corey Graves. <laughs> What the fuck is he talking about? <sighs> you know, sometimes you're just saying things. And that's Apparently. Amazing. It was amazing. Austin Theory does not perform his own okay. entrance music. Missed opportunity once again. So what did you think of the outcome of this match? Was it a surprise to you at all? Uh, no, you know, you know what? I knew in my heart that he was going to retain, but I didn't want him to. I was that child in the front row who was devastated. The yes. He couldn't believe what was going on. That was amazing. Like, this is some bullshit. It's the end. I of like the kids at wrestling young. shows. They're I always so into it. They're so great. But yeah, I just like, I was like, oh, Seth has too much bravado. Like, they're not going to let this go. He's making it look like it's going to be so easy to beat him. And I had a feeling Clown would win. And here we are, another day under the big top. It's circus life for us. So, like, what even happens now? I have no idea. I feel like, I mean, does Seth really com- keep competing for this title? It feels Ugh. like it's time to move on. I don't know. So, Roman has is the unified champion, right? He has the SmackDown champion belt. Yeah. Or sorry, the Raw championship belt. He's got all the championship belts. All right. I I still think that the dream of Seth versus Roman can come true. I hope so. So I'm maybe something it. happens at the Rumble, sets him on that path. They have From a match lips, at WrestleMania, etc. From your lips to dad's ears, my friend. Wouldn't that be great? would be great. Listen up, dad. Dad, if you take one thing from this podcast. <laughs> Wait, I'm not sure that's actually how I feel. There might be other things I want you. Well, we'll get back to you in this week. There's so many things. So I'm, Okay, like what if I had like a five point list? I don't know. Can we r- really narrow it to five? Can the five have sub bullets? I got to love a sub bullet. Was there anything else you want to talk about? No, no. I mean, I, I thoroughly enjoyed wrestling this week. And I uh, did too. Despite some of my complaints, I was very pleased. Overall. There was a part. I can't remember what happened. I think it was in the Austin Theory... Seth Rollins match I don't remember what it was but I remember just like being delighted and actually like saying out loud I love wrestling so Aww, that's really nice. even that match can make me love wrestling yeah I don't I mean, it was what a it was, good though. match despite you know yeah I think it was oh I know what it was it was like the last time 
I think it was like the last time um, one of them had him pinned the last time. It was either Seth had pinned A-Town or whatever. And like they kicked out at like two and three quarters. Like it was ah, so close. And yep. I was like delighted. So. Well, that concludes our first episode of 2023. Happy New Year again, everyone. Please keep in mind that you can follow us on Twitter at WIF Girls Pod. You can visit our website at wrestlingisforgirls.com where you can find current and older episodes. You can also reach out to us through there and say hello. And until next time, stay safe. <laughs>